Welcome to the ongoing story of the Bible, Season 5, A King and a Kingdom. The time is now around 1000 BC. After King Saul's death, Abner, the commander of Israel's army, appoints Saul's son Ishabeth king. But after two years, he decides to switch allegiance and joins David, who guarantees his safety. As part of the deal, David asks for the return of his first wife, Michael. David hosts a dinner party for his new ally, but unbeknown to him, his army commander has other ideas. Episode 4, Treachery and Conspiracy. Joab, meaning Yahweh is father, David's army commander, takes Abner aside and murders him. Then, two of Ishabeth's raiding officers pay Ishabeth a visit and murder him during his siesta. News reaches David, and he responds by killing the murdering soldiers for treachery. Finally, David is made king by the tribes of Israel and Judah and spends seven and a half years in Hebron, meaning allied. Now, with the 12 tribes united, he strategically chooses the Jebusite hill city of Jerusalem as his capital. And, by sneaking through its water tunnels, Israel conquers its fortress of Zion, meaning pure in heart. Jerusalem is at the centre of the territories of Israel and Judah and becomes known as David's city. David brings God's tabernacle from Nob to Jerusalem. Then, after 20 years, the Ark of the Covenant is moved, but God's protocol is not followed and a man dies. Three months later, a second attempt is made. This time, the Levites carry the Ark as per God's instructions. David leads the procession in dancing and sacrificing, much to his first wife Michael's disgust. After this, their relationship is never the same. Now, the prophet Nathan, meaning God has given, visits David at his new palace in Jerusalem. God promises blessing on David's family and says that his son will know God as father. David wants to build God a temple, an upgrade from the tabernacle tent, a permanent home. But God says David has blood on his hands. He has killed too many people to build God's temple. Instead, God promises that David's son will build the temple and his dynasty will last forever. David continues to fight and win battles with Israel's enemies. He learns that one of Jonathan's sons, Saul's grandson, Mephibosheth, meaning beloved of the Lord, is still alive. Escaping after Saul's death, aged just five, he was crippled. Now David sends for him to live in Jerusalem. He gives Mephibosheth his grandfather's wealth and servants and a place to eat with him at the king's table. In the spring, David sends his men to battle with the Ark of the Covenant, but he stays home in Jerusalem. One evening he can't sleep and takes a walk on the palace terrace. He sees a beautiful woman, Bathsheba, meaning daughter of the oath. She is taking her postmenstrual purification bath. Her husband is away with Israel's army, so David has her summoned to his chambers and sleeps with her. Sometime later, Bathsheba sends David a message. She is pregnant. So David summons her husband Uriah, meaning God is my light, home from battle in Israel's army. In an attempt to disguise the pregnancy, David encourages Uriah to go home and sleep with his wife. But 
Uriah won't. He is a Hittite who has chosen to follow the God of Israel and live by his laws. God's law says there are to be no marital relations for a fighting soldier who is submitted to God. So David sends Uriah back to the battle with a note to give his commander Joab. David's note orders Uriah to the front line and when fighting gets tough, the other soldiers retreat. Joab fulfills David's order and Uriah and many other soldiers die. King David's family now includes seven wives, many concubines and many children. Now he gets another visit from the prophet Nathan, who through a story reveals David's wrong and delivers God's threefold punishment. Number one, David's family will always know violence. Two, someone will sleep with his wives in public. And three, his unborn child will die. You can read the story in the Bible book of 2 Samuel, chapters 7 to 17. The Bible lists family trees and tribes, giving a DNA, a place and a context to its characters. Rather than view a tribal reference as a racial context, you can look at the family DNA. How was that family established? which can enlarge on a character's motives. It's a bit like listening to a global news story if you don't appreciate a country's history. Its conflicts and its past give greater context of the story. If the context is not given, the true story is lost. Despite tribes being referenced in the Bible story, there are always characters who stand out from their tribal DNA. The Bible story focuses on one family line. Each of the characters is flawed. They're not God. They are human, like us. David is the 14th generation from Abraham. God works with, through, and alongside people in the unfolding family journey. Listen in for the next instalment of the ongoing Bible story. These podcasts, called Full Circle, are based on the author's best knowledge at the time of production. They have been created from the Bible texts, commentaries and historical studies. The Bible is God's living word and its story and learning is unfolding and ongoing. Thanks to Bible translators, some of whom gave their lives to give us its words, you can delve into its pages and start your own journey of discovery today.